How do you know you're up to date? When you follow EMS World, you answer that question with confidence. Because when we say EMS World, we mean the whole world of EMS. The remaining question for you is how will you stay up to date? In print, online, at EMS World Expo, the world's largest EMS dedicated conference, and now in a podcast. Welcome to another episode of EMS World Podcast, coming to you directly from New Orleans, EMS Expo 2023. And here I am with one of my good ma- one of my good mates from across the pond, Rob Lawrence. And what we're doing is we're pulling some great familiar faces in here to find out their perspective on the 35th anniversary of EMS World and what that means to them. Rob, thanks for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, mate. So, Rob. 35 years is a long time. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it's there's certainly a lot of stories. There's certainly a lot of memories. T- why don't you take me through the beginning times of this? I know you've been involved for quite some time. And I want to hear a little bit, and I think the listener wants to hear a little bit about that. Well, I think I've been certainly involved with EMS World and, of course, EMS World Expo for probably the last 12 or so years. Bearing in mind before that, I'd emigrated from, from the UK. Sure. And... It has to be said that this is probably the biggest and the best EMS conference, certainly in the country, if not certainly the world. And uh, you, you may have seen throughout the halls, throughout the classes, that there is an international attendance here, and they are from all over the planet. And, you know, it really does put the world into EMS world, and I think that's what it's grown into. Um, you know, I started as I say, a decade ago, and uh, interestingly, I want to talk about podcasting, if I may, Mike, oh, because one of the, can. so I, in, for my own content, interviewed uh, Chris and Anne Montero yesterday, and for many, many years, of course, we had the EMS Garage, we had Chris and Jamie Davis, and they had a industrial size, you know, set with scaffolding, with cameras and everything else on and obviously now and we, and we kind of joked that uh, they were doing podcasting in the days when it was a sort of you know very technical and you had to you know have some degree of engineering proficiency right these days you know I, I'm, we do this right mate <laughs> these days you can go to you know create a podcast.com and before you know it you're published exactly and so, you know they, they really trail blade trailed trailblade blazed the trail trailblazed they did and of course what that meant was that the content and all of the good stuff from the conference was getting out way back then, way back when, way back then. And obviously, the, you know, the great work that, you know, fast forward to today, the great work that you're doing is enabling everybody to really just share, you know, some of the atmosphere, some of the ambiance, some of the, the, the great content that's coming out of the conference. For sure. I, I, you know, I look at, you know, first of all, yesterday was incredible. The expo floor looks unreal. It, the, the mass of people that are just flooding all of the booths and everything else. It's great to see because let's be honest, post COVID, right? This has been, uh, this has been a stretch to get people to come in person. I think we're getting back to that. But aside from just the expo side of this, you know, I think to your point and the great work that you do on your podcast, I think the digital world of learning and, and, you know, socializing, social media, everything else has driven this as well. Uh, you know, d- more so from just looking through the magazine that we used to yep, do back no, then, indeed. right? We have this stuff accessible to us, you know, 24 seven. The times they are a changing, of course, and we have to react to how people consume their media. 
for sure. And uh, dare I say, the consumption is now getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And certainly I was trained in my media training to talk in sound bites. And maybe these days the sound bite, a, a collection of sound bites is enough to satisfy somebody's intake needs. Uh, and so having podcasts, having I'm, I'm actually doing vodcasts now where we're, we're broadcasting, you know, on YouTube and also on, uh, on Apple and all those other platforms because we just need to hit everybody's, you know, intake requirements, whether it's, you know, people like a podcast on the way to work or people like to sit back and, you know, watch the YouTube. And of course, what's the difference? It's not just looking at me or looking at you. You can actually add in graphics and visuals and images and charts and everything else and kind of make it a little bit more interactive without it being a lecture. Sure. Right. You know, so we, we, we are we are changing and moving with the times. And of course, you know, we, we have to be able to, to do that in order to be current. What are some, so obviously, like you said, you emigrated here. What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen since that happened? And just in EMS in general, you know, from not just from EMS World, the Expo and everything else, but just in general and how it's being perceived, how it's taken up by the public and everything else. Because, again, we've always kind of existed in a silo and a vacuum where, you know, we, we fight for our own and everything else. But, you know, I think there's so many incredible things that are happening in EMS now. What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in your time here? In my time here within Expo? Correct. Well, of course, it's interestingly, I find that Expo exhibit halls are almost like the sort of barometer of change for the industry. You know, you come some years and there are certain products and certain vendors in, and then you come other years and things have changed and moved. And it's like sort of a moving window. You see, you can see the evolution, you know, and we... You know, dare I say, I, 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 this might be me being critical for once in my life, but, you know, all of a sudden we get a box of fentanyl-proof gloves for sale, and, you know, we, we won't go any further. We know that backstory, right? But, and so you can start to see some of the stuff, and, of course, we, we went a lot into simulation. Of course, we're now into VR, virtual reality, and, again, had a great chat with somebody about that yesterday, you know, about, well, how, how, can, how can it really enhance your learning experience? How can it enhance your muscle memory? And so, you know, we're moving into using you mentioned tech and you mentioned you know moving into this sort of age there's a lot of tech products out there that can help us develop our skills um if we can't actually you know get in get into you know working in a live environment and, sure. and so go back five years i could you know i could come and buy a hundred thousand dollar mannequin or a hundred thousand dollar mannequin you know come fast forward now i can now get something that i probably have been used to gaming with right being a product that helps me develop my paramedic skill and so that certainly things are moving on um, of course, the the problem, and here's a you know I'm a I'm a I'm a guy out there in the sort of in the EMS world is affordability, and it's great to have lots and lots of stuff, but I need a means of paying for that lots and lots of stuff, and sure. so also there's other groups here that will help you search for and find grants, for example, because you know if, if particularly if you're in a public sector organisation, there is money out there to help you get the stuff you see here. So you have to kind of combine. So when you come to a conference like this. You know, not only look for the, 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 the smart, shiny stuff that you feel that you need, also look at the means of how you're going to acquire it. Sure. You know, like you, I'm a, I, I, oh, I've been a chief operating officer in the past, and of course my first question has always been, well, who's paying for that then? 100%. So therefore, you can probably answer that question here as well as, this is the fantastic piece of equipment that I want to get. Yeah. And so this really, you know... Eagles, I always find they talk about what science is coming down the line. Places like EMS World, where you can actually see the equipment coming through, gives you an idea of where perhaps you want to go next. And obviously a chance to, to speak to people that 
have produced it to, to dig into it to understand and to you know s sort of start to frame your case for, 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 for new developments new new clinical innovation for sure and again sometimes um, the term EMS World Expo gets lost where it's, we just think that it's a floor with all of these incredible toys and everything else but embedded in this and over the years are these incredible speakers right yep. and so I'm curious who are some of the hot speakers that you like to, to hear when you come out here because again you just mentioned the Eagles and things like that there are so many incredible speakers here and there's so many great things yep. that are being said who are some of your faves and, and what are they talking the absolute, about one of my absolute favorites who I love to listen to and I've had the misfortune to have to follow an expo is Ken Bouvier oh, because <laughs> he is you know he, he puts the edutainment into into it he actually can deliver topics that make you crave for more that it, uh, it is tr it is topical but it is delivered in in you know, it's got to be in a, a Bouvier-esque style right Bouvier-esque style yeah and, we're gonna uh, we're gonna trademark that <laughs> yes, yes, Ken. We love you and uh, keep doing it. And, For sure. Uh, as, and as I say, I, I've literally been. You, know, you look at the program, and when's Lawrence? When, when is Lawrence talking about politics? Oh no, it's just after Ken's done a hundred ways to use the garbage bag in your truck lecture. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, oh, how do I follow? No, that? no, at all. No, but that's true. Ken is a Ken is yeah. an enigma. I mean, he just everybody yeah. loves to talk to Ken, whether it's just a conversation on the floor, a podcast, yeah. or anything else. He just has a way about him. So, yes. again, an amazing speaker. An amazing speaker. And, and I think, and I'm sure Ken will come in at some point to talk, but I think he was one of the very first originals. He was. From the start. Yeah, and he of was one of the OGs, for sure. One of the OGs. Yep, and, uh, for sure. So my life partner, Nancy Perry, used to be the editor of EMS World mm -hmm. for 20 years. Okay. And uh, she reminded me of, of course, you want a story from yesteryear. Yeah. Um, and Ken was involved in this too, of course. She and people like, well, Ken didn't leave, but, but, but Nancy was actually on one of the last planes out of here in New Orleans in this center before the hurricane arrived. Oh, wow. And so literally it was a touch and go moment for the great, great expo that year, by all accounts, before my time. Right. Um, and then, of course, this is real. Katrina's coming and you got to go and you got to go now. For sure. And I'm sure people listening that were there will remember this. And obviously, you know, we, we, we understand what happened after. But Expo was here, and it was literally, right, everybody, we're evacuating, get out. Yeah, unbelievable to even think about that. You know, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah. And, you know, again, that's another great part about Expo is the fact that they have so many incredible venues, right? We get to go to so many great places yep. across the country. Uh, next year is in Vegas. I mean, so let's go. Yeah, and I have to tell you, the distance to my commute will be out of my front door to the end of the drive, out of the gate, across the street, and I'm there. Oh, my So uh, this could be the shortest commute to a conference I'll ever have. That's incredible. Yes, looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be great. Clinically, what have you heard uh, over the years that, you know, impresses you most from a clinical perspective, where we, where we were and where we are now? I, I'm going to throw you, you know, on the spot. No, no. I mean, one of my, one of my things has always been cardiac survival has sure. always been you know the, the development of techniques tactics procedures protocols I could go on um, to enhance that and of course I came in and when I arrived in Richmond Virginia of course we were in the middle of the circ trial doing um, you know, mechanical CPR of course we didn't actually take part in it because we were quite simple reason we refused to actually um, you know exclude a cohort of patients in order to you know prove the trial but my medical director uh, Joe Onato a, a legendary eagle um, you know kind of trailblazed there so we got into the the mechanical CPR and the benefits of that and then of course we had other 
device, and I'm not naming names, we had then had other devices that came along um, to, to help us, and obviously that in, in encouraged and enhanced survival, sure. pr pr promoted survival. And then, of course, come back to the fact, of course, in the years where AHA changed their guidelines, we went to hands-only CPR. We encouraged our population, you know, I can teach you, you know, and I'd say this to everywhere I go, I can teach you CPR in, in 30 seconds. Call 911, push hard and fast until help arrives. Done. Mm -hmm. What about if I break a rib? Well, what would you rather have? A broken right. rib, or et cetera. And so, you know, those innovations and those changes to the way we think about how we deliver care, I've certainly seen that in my time here. It's been absolutely phenomenal to see that. Yeah, um, I think all the, da the data-driven type well, information is what drives this stuff so much more now then I'm not saying that there wasn't data back then, right? But we track it so well, much now. Now, now, now we're going. So we go. I, I went back into the sort of annals of Rob presentation history. Yeah. And, you know, 12, 13 years ago here, I was delivering a session called Data, my favorite four-letter word. Right. And it was, you know, back, it's not so long ago, but it's long enough where I would get people to say, we have no information. Well, how many calls do you run? Well, we run, you know, 350 or 2,000, whatever, pick a yeah. number. And I'm like, well, you've got one data point. You know, how many of those do you transport to hospital? Well, about 25%. And we you literally go back to the point where, and we're using Excel spreadsheets then, you know, back, right. back that sounds like a millennium ago, but it wasn't, right? So 10, 12 years ago, we're using Excel spreadsheets to show, well, look, these are all the data points we can capture. This is how we then start to develop a demand analysis, or this is how we then start to develop some sort of, you know, clinical, uh, you know, QAQI uh, program. I used to call it QAQI, right? The original Quarkui, EMS yeah. martial art, right? <laughs> and so you're right, data has come on. And of course, then we have the arrival, again, at Expo, at conference, we have the arrival of amazing people like Remley Crow and like Catherine Counts and those sort of, you know, pure data scientists who yep. can now, you know, and, and of course, Remley, we love Remley because, of course, she can actually deliver a lecture on the most exquisite data topic using tacos as the as the vehicle <laughs> to uh, to understand that so you know again the the use and understanding of data the other thing and, and i was talking to dave page about this that uh, again 10 years ago what do you mean a poster presentation in ems we don't do pre-hospital research what are right. you talking about right. now i was just excited to walk down the and again at, in the hall here we have a poster area um, upstairs um, I've just literally come from uh, with Dave Page and the, the pre-hospital research forum um, doing some orals up there we're doing some filming and capturing some of the content from that and so that whole pre-hospital research again has exploded and it's wonderful because we're an evidence-based organization you know the days and again i'm going to go back 10 years the days of i feel my gut says mm -hmm. you know we've always done it this way hopefully and thankfully has gone and so again that's just the last decade of transition and it's that's going in the right direction because with the data we can prove the point and once we prove the point we can affect change 100 percent so so important to have these data points to have this type of studies that go on that used to be just specific to the hospitals right inside we did pre-hospital right we'd get them to there yep. and then they would they would mm -hmm. they would look at the data then before i let you go i need to ask you um your in your time here at ems yep. expo your favorite location right your favorite expo and why I'll put you on the spot again. Oh boy, that's what I do. Well, you know, you know I what? Now, you, I, I know you do. Yep. I I particularly enjoy New Orleans, and okay. uh, it's you know it's a great city. It's got a lot of life. 
um, you know, as long as you, you know, indulge sensibly uh, and go to bed early, <laughs> right. then you can have a, an absolutely amazing time here. And also, I'm a history major, and therefore the the, the World War II Museum is literally a few blocks away. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you come for Expo in New Orleans ever again, please take an extra day and go and visit the World War II Museum because it's phenomenal. That's a plug from Rob Lawrence. There we go. My, my, my good mate, I appreciate you coming on with me again and, and kind of reminiscing about the 35 years of EMS Expo, your time here over the last 15, and, and all of the enhancements and, and everything that we're seeing in EMS, not just at Expo, but in the industry itself. Rob, you're a huge advocate of EMS, a huge proponent of things moving forward, and I want to thank you for always coming on with us and, and sharing your thoughts. Mate, it's always a pleasure. Thanks, Pally. I'll talk to you soon. And thank you for listening. This is another episode of EMS World, live from New Orleans. We will talk soon. We have some great, great guests coming up today, so make sure you tune in. I'm your host, Mike McCabe. Talk soon. This has been an episode of EMS World Podcast. You can find this audio and more like it on the podcast page of emsworld.com. You can also follow EMS World on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 